0: Hey guys, Jim Vanosky with Manufacturing Talks. This one's uh, another pretty important one, if I do say so myself. We're going to talk about just what the headline said. No, renewables and battery storage did not save the day for Texas during this summer's heat wave. Simple enough. I'm going to talk a lot more about it here just a couple minutes here on Manufacturing Talks. Stay tuned. Welcome to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vanosky. Industry has a million cool stories, and Jim talks to the movers and shakers who are making them happen. Let's dive in. YS Media, your digital media relations agency. Public relations, website design, digital marketing. You get found by the customers and talent who need your solutions. You get media placements and top publications. The best job candidates coming to your website. A digital presence that gets you found by the right people. Call 616-298-8798 to get started today. Okay, guys, back to Manufacturing Talks. Welcome. Glad you're here. This one's different. Uh, Another one with just me. So I hope you guys are okay with that. And again, it's a critical subject. It's about our power grids. And specifically for this one, we'll talk a lot about Texas and the situation down there through the summer, the heat wave. Yes, it was hot in Texas this summer. I know, shocker. Uh, apparently, that's uh, caused by climate change now instead of just weather. And I won't get into that part of it. What I'm going to talk about is the grid down there and the situation they had where they've had repeated. Uh, warnings to reduce power usage, uh, repeated warnings that there could be brownouts and blackouts because demand was so high and capacity may not quite have been there. Now, here's the deal. So 90% of power, uh, of electrical power generation and distribution in Texas is handled by an outfit called ERCOT, the Electric Reliability, Reliability Council of Texas. Okay, they're one of the regional uh, grid managers that you hear about um, across the country. And ERCOT generally has done a pretty good job over the years. They've had some hiccups here in the last couple of years. I'll get into some of that. in, in this summer, uh, You know, probably uh, uh, a lot more concerned than ever before. Now, why am I doing this? And I'll tell you why. It's because through this summer, there have been repeated headlines, um, appearances on Uh, TV shows and and other other, uh, um, podcasts, uh, articles here and there all over the place, saying how wind and solar and battery storage are what saved the day in Texas this summer. And that's not true, okay? Um, I don't know why people are spreading this around, why it's so thick out there. Certainly, there's the group that are zealots and want to believe, oh, there's this magical future of all renewable power, and we're going to get away from all these evil fossil fuels and the CO2 they generate, and they just parrot what kind of confirms that preconception. But there are a lot of other people, and I've come across some of them in my LinkedIn posts about this, I've been challenging people, and and they're people who work in the renewable power uh, world, in the power storage world, and they're just lying. They're lying to drum up business to continue this grift that they've had going where government's pouring huge amounts of money into these technologies that aren't ready for prime time. And Texas this summer showed that. Okay, so here's really what happened. Um, so ERCOT, God bless them, they've got real time uh, stuff online where you can look at what's generating what right now. You wanna see what's generating, go to the ERCOT fuel mix, fuel mix uh, site online. And you can see what's happening in real time. They'll graph it for complete days, right up to the hour you look at it. You can look at the previous day and it's got the whole day showing by natural gas, coal, um, nuclear, hydro, wind, solar, power starts, all of them, every facet of power generation of electricity uh, generation, it's on there. And it's shown what is delivering at that time. And I've been watching, these graphs all summer long, because I started hearing these things early on, especially the one about power storage. That's what really got me watching these graphs because it would have been a big shock to me if power storage was delivering anything substantial because I've never seen it happen anywhere that's ever claimed that at all. Australia, Germany, you know, um, UK, they all have these claims that, oh, power storage is a big part of what we do. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And in Texas, ERCOT, no it isn't it hasn't been it wasn't all summer and it's not going to be in the near future why does that matter well here's the deal so there's these claims that these things have have delivered the goods and that makes it a heck of a lot easier for people just to say ah okay it's working we're going to be just fine but we're not that's the problem we are headed for disaster and let's talk about what actually happened this summer so we understand the reality now you can look at these graphs in real time in in Wind, which is, you know, that's the one they talk about being so substantial in Texas. It, it's, oh, it'll it'll deliver 40, 50% of what's needed. Well, it didn't when things were tight and demand was high in the summer. You know, what happened to wind almost every single day. It dropped out. Um, I'm looking at, from just a few days ago, the, the ERCOT graph. And I'll have these up. I'll have this one. I've got a few others from the last month. Unfortunately, I wasn't saving them because I didn't know that there would be this huge Uh, groundswell of of lies about this, but I'll put what's out there and I'll tell you straight up. Again, I've been watching these things all summer. These are gonna be representative graphs. There've been no major outliers um, on these things. There were a few differences I'll talk about. So the one I'm looking at, wind actually started the day doing okay, probably delivering 15, 20% of total demand when it was low. Um, Then as the day progressed, it just dropped out and it dropped down to just a few percent, maybe 5% right at midday, maybe 5%, probably not that. And then it slowly recovered. But as demand peaked, which happens right around midday in Texas, um, it spikes and it stays high all the way through the end of the workday and into the evening. Wind got back up to maybe between five and 10% and then did nothing. And until demand started dropping off, wind was still doing the same thing. And it finally picked up at the end of the day and got back up almost where it was at midnight by midnight the next day. But so what? You know, it wasn't there when people needed it. Solar did what solar does. Now Texas, God bless them, they have plenty of solar. And you can see this almost every single day. It does the same thing. It ramps up to 12, 15 percent of total capacity or uh, total demand. And it'll do that, you know, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., and it'll just stay there through the day. Trouble is, you know what happens to the sun. It doesn't get there till 8 or 9 in the morning because the sun hasn't gotten up into the sky. And then guess what? When demand really starts to spike, when people get home from work and they're doing their laundry and they're cooking dinner and they're um, watching television and doing all the things that demand electricity, they're cooling their houses back down, what happens to solar? It disappears. The sun goes down, it happens every single day. You know, you can't lie about that. It happens every day. And, and uh, you know, summertime solar is uh, at its best. It does much worse in the wintertime for obvious reasons. And so what you see day after day after day on the ERCOT tracking is when demand really spiked, wind would drop out. Solar would be there for about half the time. What made up the difference? Gas and coal. Gas and coal, you can see when demand goes up, they go up. You don't see that. Solar goes up when it goes up. Wind goes down when it goes down. Uh, There's there's no ramping those things up to meet a spike in demand. They're doing what they're doing all the time. And they're not delivering uh, any major substantial portion of what saved the grid this summer in Texas. Now, so again, why do we care? Well, so here's the deal. The country, not just ERCOT, the whole country and the whole Western world, quite frankly, has been pouring trillions of dollars into wind and solar and this supposed storage that really isn't there. And what are we getting for it? You know, we're still having to keep these natural gas plants that were supposed to have been replaced by this new capacity wind and solar supposed to have been retired early. They're still having to be out there spinning because nothing else is going to make it up when demand spikes and wind and solar aren't doing what they need to do. And so we have spent all this money for basically an impaired asset. You know, capital expenditure has to have a justification. The justification we use for all that stuff, we it hasn't delivered. And it's not going to deliver. You know, here's the thing. If you look at the graphs and look at how much wind and solar has been delivering for Texas, these are some of the biggest installations in the country. So for wind and solar to even come close to doing what they have to do, they're going to have to have five, 10 times what they have. And for storage to do anything, remember, storage is not a generator. You then have to have additional beyond that to put power away in the storage so you can pull it out later when wind and solar crap out and you need storage to deliver. Again, the technology isn't there. Storage, let me talk about it. It's been a flat line. Look at any of these graphs. Solar, I'm sorry, storage, you'll see it blip up here and there through the day. The best I ever saw it do was last week, it bumped up to two and a half percent of demand for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then it was gone. And it's never been anything substantial in relation to the entire ERCOT demand, not at all, all summer long. For people to say batteries are doing anything substantial, that's just a most unbelievable lie just pathetic. It's sad because it's not there. It's not going to be there anytime in the near future. It may never be there because guess what else we're not talking about is the cost for that. We've already poured these trillions into solar and wind to make them work like we need them to without relying on coal and natural gas. Then we have to have a whole new swath of investment for this theoretical future power storage, which doesn't exist in reality today, and we really can't make today, but oh, you know what? We'll get this fantasy going. We're going to invest in storage to make wind and solar feasible. Nobody talks about the cost because the costs of our, wind and solar have already spiked our electricity costs. They'll continue to do so. If you start adding storage to it, it'll spike it even more. America gets less and less competitive. And guess what? That's already happening in Germany. I've talked about, it, about this. Germany is de-industrializing because they've They're ahead of us on this curve of getting away from fossil fuels for uh, electricity generation. And yeah, so they shut down their fossil fuel plants, they shut down their nuclear plants, they put in all this wind and solar, doesn't deliver the goods, what do they do? They import from other countries that are using nuclear and fossil fuel to generate. So they haven't done anything except spike their prices, and now their manufacturers are saying we can't compete with these prices, so they're moving out of the country. We're all going to be doing that in the Western world. We're all right now on that path. Germany's ahead of us, but we're headed the same direction. So if we don't wake up, if we don't change things, that's where we're going. But there's worse still. Think back two years ago, there was the the winter storm in Texas. People died. Hundreds of people died. And yes, it was because natural gas failed. Why did natural gas fail, though? You're pouring all this money into wind and solar, and guess what? You're not keeping up with your maintenance on your gas lines. The gas lines froze. The gas plants didn't have gas to run. They failed. There were blackouts. It was cold in Texas, believe it or not, and people froze to death. That's where we're headed. There will be thousands of people dying if we don't change the course we're on. So this is critical. I'm going to be talking a lot about this. I'm going to have more guests on talking about this. I'm going to be hitting this on LinkedIn, but you guys got to be speaking up too. You in manufacturing right now, your biggest midterm to long-term threat is lack of affordable and reliable energy. That's it. That's number one by a long shot. And we're going to get to a point if we don't don't change course where very few American manufacturers are going to survive. Germany is already headed that way. We're following them. So again, I beseech you, add your voice to the mix. People are starting to speak up about this. There is a more sensible path forward. We need to have an honest conversation. We need to jettison these lies like we've had in Texas this summer, get to an honest conversation, get to some sensible policies and have the West be competitive while also making our environment cleaner. We've done it in the past. We did it with, with uh, acid rain. We did it with um, the CFCs. We've done it. We can do it again. We can do it without committing economic suicide. I'm Jim Vanosky. Thanks for tuning in to Manufacturing Talks. We're here every Tuesday. Not every episode is going to be this critical and this uh, existential, but they're going to be plenty critical. Thanks again. Tune in. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Manufacturing Talks with Jim Vanosky. Watch for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe.